0: Welcome to the Comics Misremembered podcast with your host Jim and John and here's the opening music.
1: The oh man that that song is going to get you up get you hyped and get you Yeah. Amped. All right. Or hey. Something. hey everybody <laughs> welcome back this is Comics Misremembered. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about comics and comic-related items. I'm one of your hosts, Jim. And I'm John. And together we're going over the continuation of the Wolverine comic miniseries that came out in 1982. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, and hopefully you have, because we did the first part last <laughs> Sunday. And last Sunday, if you missed it, we covered uh, you know the creators, who are Chris Claremont is the writer, uh, Frank Miller is the artist, and then the inker is Joe Rubinstein. Uh, that is the creative bunch put out by Marvel 1982 talked about the history how Wolverine was a super popular character and it was about time he got his own miniseries and that's how it spun out uh, talked about the creators how they came up with the story and everything and then we got into about like the first half of the comic series is only four issues right and um, and then we get we pretty much got to the end we got to the end of issue two and then we had to stop
0: and at that point what had been going on.
1: And well, we'll go listen to the first podcast if you wanted to figure that one out. And so we're going to continue on. Uh, The other thing that we were doing is we're going to we uh, we rewatched the uh, Wolverine movie. Yes, that came out in I think it was 2013. Uh, That's the second movie. Don't think about Wolverine, the origins movie. That's super terrible because it is. But the Wolverine, the second movie, is very good. It's it's not a masterpiece,
0: but it stands up well.
1: It is. It stands up especially. If you've n- never read the Wolverine and then read it and then watch the movie like I did, mm-hmm. uh, it really stands up. So we're going to do our com- continue our comparison of the movie to the rest of the comic series and how much it really does draw off the comic series. Uh, we'll continue with that. Okay, we just rehashed the first part. No, and again, spoilers. If you haven't read this thirty-five plus years comic book, uh, we're spoiling it for you. Um, <laughs> But just like like I said in the, the first podcast, um, I didn't read it, and I knew every beat of the story because mm-hmm. it's been kind of rehashed and reiterated, because and, I, I was an Uncanny X-Men fan, so I yes. read that. I read the Wolverine mini uh, regular series that came out, so a lot of this stuff is rehashed in that, so it's just like you just vicariously learn by reading other books on it. Um, So it, it didn't spoil anything for me, it, it, so that's right, we're saying spoilers, but truthfully... It's not going to spoil anything for you if you if you haven't read it. I we just recommend you reading it. Okay, um, we play a little game at the beginning of every podcast. I, yes, I pick a piece of music. Uh, John listens to the music. He hasn't heard what I picked prior to the recording.
0: And usually, I have a pretty good uh, grasp of, of music. You know, I have a I have a very diverse uh, listening palette and you know, the, you know very um, diverse and interesting eclectic even uh group of bands and music styles and everything else you know different music styles and genres that i enjoy uh but jim picked out one that has stumped me because i cannot place this
1: okay well the the, the i had to get something that was um it had like warrior because that was yes. kind of the theme that was going on in the
0: we had we had done the 80s uh Scant uh, scandal. The warrior. The to begin, warrior. That was the first which was part. The, so now, of course, this is the follow-up. So he had. So he decided a different tune, and he has completely stumped me because I cannot place this for the life of me, and I don't know why.
1: So the, the, here's the thing: there's not a lot of songs that have like the warrior. Not of songs that are memorable or recognizable. Yeah. Like there are a lot of songs that have the warrior in it, but uh, or or the uh, kind of like a theme of warrior yeah. in it. Um, but. I would have played them, and you would have been just as stumped because there was like a public image limited uh, song I was going to pick, and I'm just like, oh, it's too, that's too deep cut, like because it's called the Warrior,
0: right? Isn't that off of um, which which that's not that's uh, off of um, Happy? No, okay, but is it it's that era like? Happy. Well, they, they're all that era. I mean, no, no, no because
1: limited only put out a few albums.
0: Well, there was like the, there was like their first album, and then there was like um there was Happy and the follow up to that, you know, with Last Chance Hotel and and those songs, which were definitely definitely a little differently, and right. then but they kind just, of morphed out that.
1: It wasn't very popular hit. That was like one of the deeper tracks yeah. off that album. So um, I, bypassed it. there was a, a lot of songs I bypassed, but this is the one I picked this because this was actually played on the radio a lot at the time uh, by the artist. The artist was very popular at the time, maybe still popular as that Um, artist. uh, The lead singer, who I don't know the lead singer's name is, uh, has a very unique vocaling style. And if you can get the vocaling style, you'll be like, okay, I know what the band is, at least. So the band is Volbeat.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Volbeat. I can't do his vocaling style. But if, if I play it back, you'll get what I'm saying. And the song is called uh, "Warriors Will." Uh, yeah, the, I was gonna say "Way," but no, it's the Warriors Will. The Warriors Will. And yeah, and they
0: were they were popular for a, for a couple hot minutes. There. They
1: were they are popular right now. They actually, you know, they headline tours. They, yeah. so it's not like they're a flash in the pan. I don't listen to them. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that they are a popular band.
0: And they, they they just didn't show up. they I think I've got like one or two songs that I know by them, and that's about it. so it makes sense that I wouldn't understand. I would have picked I would not have gotten that so
1: okay well that, but that's it. Yeah. so that's the reason why I picked it because it was a popular song. I knew it was a popular song, and uh, it had the word warrior in it. so that's oh, right. uh, those are the criteria I, I kind of checked off. Okay now we're by that. Now we're talking about Wolverine. Thanks for joining us and listening to us, and uh, we'll continue on with that. So we're going to pick up right where we left off, which was the ending of episode, uh, episode, issue two, and going into um, issue three. Now, where we were going with issue two is that um, uh, Yu- Yukio yes. saves Wolverine at the end of issue one. She nurses him back to health. He wakes up. They're surrounded by the hand. Um, he, she's like, I saved you. You saved me he saves her he fights off the hand ba ba boom talks starts talking about yukio um who is she she's like i'm a ninja assassin like you i saw what happened and but she doesn't he doesn't know that she's circ- secretly working for um yashida the well yashida the, the the lord Yoshida uh in the comic Shenjin. Series. yep Shenjin. you know what, when every time we say Shenjin, i keep on thinking of the uh, company that used to make uh, video games for Nintendo, the offshoot called Tenjin. <laughs> yeah. Shen, Shenjin. Shenjin. Um, that's an obscure pull. But, and so uh, we, we we know this. The reader figures this out yeah. because of her internal monologue. <clears throat> she basically says, you know, I am secretly manipulating him. But she starts to fall in love with him because right. she sees that he has the warrior spirit. She, she tells him this um Going out of two and into issue three,
0: and his whole and his whole response is, "She even lowers herself to you know to 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 you know to want me, but I can't want her because I'm still in love with with Miracle,
1: Miracle, Miracle, and uh, yeah, so that so that's what's happening. So now we're into issue three. um The she visits Shinjin. He's basically telling her, "Why haven't you killed him yet? That was your whole yeah. part." And he, she, she's like. I'm don't worry about it it's going to happen um, and then he kind of like threatens her and he grabs her and she's like hey don't forget who you're dealing with I'm also a killer assassin and, right and he's like I don't like your tone and he's like finish the job and uh, and I think he sends a hand after her or something like that Yeah, and, he
0: sends he does he sends that no,
1: but a singular warrior right. Um, because it, as she as she stated in the comic series, one hand warriors is so well versed in in the art of war that one hand warrior is worth like ten regular fighting guys. Right, uh, ten men fighting, and so he has so, the strength of ten. Yes, so she <laughs> she. Paper I think she, he was going to assassinate her on behalf of Sinjin So he, because she, you know, he's like. I'm sick of your crap. Yeah, he's,
0: he, she's dishonored him. Yeah. You know, by, by talking back and not following his instructions. I mean, he's, you know, she's he's a very traditional, powerful man and used to being, get, used to getting his way. Yep. And he was not going to, he's zeroed patience for this woman who is just now just making up the rules as she goes along.
1: Right. And um, so, so she, but she dispatches him, kills the hand warrior and goes back to Wolverine. But she knows that she can't keep this up. Like right. he's, uh, Sinjin is a, a powerful man. He's, he's, Kind of vying to be the overall crime lord of the what would be known as Yakuza now. Yes. They, they don't call it that, but that's what they're kind of referencing. So the the uh, undisputed crime family. Yes, the Yoshida would be the undisputed, undisputed crime family of Japan, and also on par with kind of overtaking the emperor of Japan. Right, like because be- they
0: because they would be the shadow emperor. Mm-hmm. That was the the idea behind the the idea is that the Yakuza run the shadows. And are the and are the true lords of Japan, the you know, and that the emperor is the is the one is the uh, is the person who exemplifies the light, right. the you know the 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 outward the outward appearance of Japan. But there's always that two that dichotomy in in the culture between the 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 life you know the, between the light and the dark and the, and the and the the seen and unseen.
1: So she uh, tells Wolverine that um, you. Ha- in so many words, but not still explaining who's her real employer that you have to help me. Like, you know, I've helped you. You've, he's been into another battle. She's nursed him back to health. Um, I believe in issue three is when she, when he's fully recovered, she takes him to, like, the train tracks, and they're making out. Yeah. And he doesn't, and he thinks, like, it's just a disbanded uh, train yard. And then the, the bullet train comes flying through, and they both, like, because his animal instinct and her instinct, because she knows the place, they both jump out of the way at the last second. And he's like, "You almost killed us." And she's like, "You know, I death is is what keeps me alive. It's right. what gives me motivation." So I think that happens in issue three, too.
0: That's the that's the whole life in every breath,
1: right? So th- and that's how she lives. She she's she's like in, for the thrill of it, yeah. And uh, the so the next part is she needs to get back into the good graces of Shinjin. So she tells him, "Look, I have this crime boss that I have to dispatch for my owner. You have to help me do it." And you know, and basically, you owe me. That's right. What he says in so many, she says in so many words. Yeah, you have
0: you've you've accumulated debt, and you need to and you need to square it. Right.
1: Uh, so he's, so Wolverine goes along with the plan. Um, he's like, you know, he's trying to talk her out of killing the crime boss or killing anybody. Right. But she's like, it has to be this way. It can You know, you don't understand Japanese culture. This is the way it's got to be. So he's like, okay, we'll try. Uh, so they sneak into the compound of this guy you don't know who he is it's just another crime boss and he dispatches the guardsmen and the way he does who knows like he could have knocked them out he could have killed them it, it doesn't yeah it's, it's kind of nebulous. amorphous yeah yeah, yeah. like you, you you don't know but you just assume that they're dead you know she throws these little sp- thing darts we know that she poisons the tips right so potentially they're all dead that she's dealt with that you you yukio has dealt with
0: and at this point, this is where this is where Wolverine has the sudden re- has the revolution.
1: Well, that, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Um. So he he sees that the crime boss is the, is the last target, and he doesn't know who this guy is. He doesn't know from Adam. but he knows that Yukio wants to kill him. And I think, in if I remember correctly, he's trying to go like like can, maybe I can get this as a peaceful resolution or something like that. I could be wrong about that. I yeah. could be reading that into it. I uh, so he's. Uh, got his own theater on his compound they have a kabuki show which is a traditional Japanese thing so these people come out in the, the giant,
0: garb in traditional garb with these giant masks you know they're like these over exaggerated facial expressions the idea behind kabuki is that you can you can be like you know like on the in like way up in the stands and know and and understand how these characters are supposed to act right you know it's sort of in some ways it's sort of the sort of spiritual precursor for like wrestling you know some of the wrestling characters you know like you know well, the, like even modern yeah
1: like every culture has their own version of like what traditional theater yeah. is and so that is japanese tri- traditional theater just like you know england has like you know william shakespeare and all of the writers that came prior to him and, and it, after him
0: it's funny because i just want to throw this in here because it just because it just hit me right now there's a scene that's uh reminiscent of this in the last samurai that um the Tom Cruise movie. The Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Where you know, where the um, uh, Ken Watanabe's character is is the is the head of the you know, the the last, you know, he's the last samurai who's not who's refusing to go along with the Meiji Restoration. And he's you know, he's got the last, you know, he's got the last clan that's you know just standing there. And there's a scene where he gets where he's doing kabuki. And then he gets attacked by all these ninjas. <laughs> it's like it's funny how like there's like there's that w- there's these well, weird synergies that happen.
1: Well, The Last Samurai is based on a book, and the book came out in the '80s, I yeah. believe, and and it was very popular, and that's the reason why it eventually got turned into a movie. I mean, I think maybe it was just too expensive to make, and they had a because that movie didn't come out until yeah, that was the like I was say like yeah, I want to say like mid '90s or something like that. And so it came out like probably a decade after the book came out. but But you're right. Like, it is funny. Like, in the mid-'80s, there was a lot of things going on with uh, Japanese culture. There was the uh, Japanese businesses buying up American businesses. So you got that in the news every day. There was this wave of kind of uh, Japanese cinema or East Asian cinema, I should say, because you know, it was from China, China too. Hong Kong, and other parts, the, 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 the
0: yeah. yeah, the Hong Kong, the first wave of Hong Kong cinema. So, too.
1: and they were mostly kind of like kung fu, and and it wasn't just like the eighties; like it was, yeah. it was movies in the seventies and sixties. But it, I would say, really, kind of struck home. Yeah,
0: hit it hit a whole. It became a whole like a whole genre to itself, right? And people and people had really started connected to the medium. Um, it's it was the stew that kind of created. Um, Xiaoyang Fat and, you know, and... um, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan and all these other great, you know, Jet Li and all these other great... So the uh, it, it's funny that uh, character um, the uh, it,
1: it it became its own genre because you you remember like you and I are old enough that we remember going to the local video store to yeah. rent something to rent a, a VHS tape yep and they had its own section yep. of Absolutely. kung fu cinema or Absolutely. however they wanted to call it
0: yeah and it was great because you would like you would go back and you'd like and it was funny because it was almost like a process of it was like almost like archaeology because you'd start with like the modern stuff and then you'd work your way back to like some of these older stuff and you'd be and you'd be like. Whoa! And as it became more popular, it was like you had a bigger variety. And they actually, and it was funny because they would draw; they would go back. They were drawing back on this, some of these old classics that you know where you and then you were like, "Oh wow, that's a re- This I thought this was an original movie, but it's actually a remake of this movie. Right? And it was great.
1: And but and also this is how like uh, the American versions of these Japanese movies would yeah. be like. Um, John Jean Claude John Claude Van Damme made his entire career. Yep. Like at the beginning of his career. It was all about kung fu movies. Ex- like, there was exactly, blood sport. Yeah. you know, I, I just remember sport. what was the other, I can't remember. That and then there was, and, the other, and but, also... But there was another one that followed after that.
0: Right, and also the, and also Steven Seagal came, you know, came out of that too, where he, you know, because he was... Well, because mar- he was as martial, yeah, as martial yeah, martial arts, arts yeah. 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 Where all of a sudden people would do that. And it was, um, who was it? It was, um, was it Ken Follett, Follett, who did the... Like, Ken, Ken Follett, yeah. Who did, like, he did a major book called, um... He did a major book that was, you know, that went on to as uh, came out came out as a miniseries, and everybody watched it. Shogun. Yeah, you, know? yeah, yeah. And people, you know, I don't,
1: I don't think it was Ken Follett, but I, the Shogun I know, was a book. I, yeah. I, I
0: know. It was, so I, I I apologize for I apologize, Ken. I, I mislabeled you, but I know it was. Um, but it was really it was like this huge like cultural event where people had start where, and I think. You know, where you, if, you know, if you do the cultural anthropology, you know, you kind of, this is where this, the fascination for, Jap, you know, the fascination for Japan kind of, and traditional Japan and a certain view of that traditional vamp, uh, Japanese society was, you know, was brought on, like, like you said, out of um, social, you know, social dynamism and also, col- and also uh, economic uh Concern because Japan came out of nowhere. They were originally the people who built the, your knockoffs, and now they're the people who are building the high-tech versions of the things that you wanted.
1: Right, exactly. They dominated the, the industry too with the elect, electronics, like yeah, Sony, TV, and, radio, Walkman, yeah, things you know, like you know, television, they, and anything that you you thought was uh, any electronics that you were using, like to listen to music, to watch television, yeah, um, to use computers, yeah, uh, your computer, home personal computers was a big thing. Uh, starting to become a big thing in the mid-80s.
0: And all that stuff was built, you know, it's like built big in Japan, you know? Yeah.
1: So, and, and we could uh, you know, off on this tangent here, but we bring it up is because, you know, the, this comic wasn't uh, created in a vacuum. It's right. because, and just like a lot of comic and great comic stories is it basically reflects the times of what was going on around it. Yes. At the time. We already talked about Frank Miller, how he's heavily into like, you know, Kung Fu kind of cinema and um culture uh at this time chris claremont wants to get into it he sees like he's kind of following the samurai war ronin he's, kind of way
0: yeah he's more into like the sort of eastern sort of spiritualism and philosophy aspect mm-hmm. of it yep. where frank miller's definitely involved in like the actual sort of like his historical especially the like ninjas, you know, in the whole, the whole shadow realm. Right. That's that, you know, there's really grabbed his attention and, and did for so many other, so many other people. I mean, even something like something silly is, as uh, Die Hard. You know, it's the the they're at the Nakamura building. You know, it's like well, that Nakamura was like the whole other yeah. thing
1: about like a Japanese company. Purchasing exactly. So there was this sort of this in America.
0: This yeah. This, so the cultural zeitgeist was definitely in, was definitely strong with this, and I apologize for ta- the tangent, but I, I really thought it was interesting that even right now these things that you you know that that even now going back at a you know after reading it originally
1: kickboxer that was the other Van Damme. Yes, I couldn't
0: get. Um Was that even after the after even after all this time I'm still f- Finding these new interconnections that I didn't, you know, that I didn't even, um, I didn't even realize when I was reading it the first time. Right, it's kind of cool. So, uh,
1: how we got off on the tangent was talking about the Kabuki theater. So, yeah. yeah, very Japanese traditional. He has his guest watching it. Wolverine can't see anybody in the audience because, just like a the traditional theater, it's all dark. The only spotlight is on stage. But because of this, Wolverine's starting to pick up on the actors on the stage, and he's picking up on how the movement of the actors are. And why is this important? Well, because these are actually assassins. Um, we don't know wh- who what assassins, but we know that they are going to kill not only the kingpin but the other people there. And Wolverine's like, "Well, who cares about the kingpin guy? But the other people are innocents."
0: Yeah, why? Why would we?
1: No, in fact, I think he, he sees uh, Mariko.
0: Right, because because she's yeah, in the audience. That's right. And
1: and he's like, "Oh, I can't let her get killed."
0: And the revelation is that the the kingpin who's being killed.
1: It's not her husband. He, he eventually gets killed, right?
0: But is you know, but it is the, the the revolution. The revolution is that it's he's, she's involved with Mariko, and that's why that that's why this is so cool.
1: So well, okay. the, well, the re, the revelation. So it's it's really a setup for Wolverine because what happens is, she, Mariko doesn't know that these are assassins. Yeah. She just thinks this is a traditional Japanese businessman. Doesn't know he's a kingpin. Thinks that this is a show. Thinks that he's been invited on behalf of her husband because she's been married right. to this guy. So she's traditional. She wants to go and, and watch the show, and then she sees Wolverine or ex Lover jump up on the stage, start killing all the the actors yep. in their act because they're not brandishing weapons that she can see. Right, and he's and he slays them, and he goes in like berserker mode because he sees her, and he's like, "I'll do anything to save Mariko." You know,
0: and this is the first, and this That's is the, the f- actual sound. Yeah, when, and this is when the, the first thing goes through flesh. This is also the first time that Mariko has ever seen this side of him. Correct. So it's like there's this great disillusionment because you know he's like, hey, you know, he's like, hey, I came to, you know, it's like I'm
1: I'm saving you. Yeah, I'm I'm saving you. So this is where he becomes despondent because she's like, Wolverine, I never want to see you again. You've um, disgraced me. That's You're... right. I can't believe what kind of animal you are. And she she takes off. And no, yeah, her husband doesn't get killed, but um, they do kill the other guy. Right. Uh, and so uh, Wolverine's like, oh. So the issue three. Okay, now we're in issue three, and the this, the bullet train scene is actually in issue three. Now that we're talking about and going through it, um, it starts with him getting drunk and fighting a, a samurai, uh, a sumo wrestler. Yeah, a sumo wrestler, and he crashes the guy through the the window, and he's in a bar, and he just doesn't care because he's just like, "I lost the woman I love." There's no, and I think about this scene, and I start thinking about. The first uh, the first X Men movie, Do you remember how it begins? You haven't seen it in a little. A no,
0: long. I'm I'm drawing a blank.
1: How it starts is Wolverine's in a bar, and he's in a, a fighting pit, almost like a UFC style oh, fighting yeah. pit. And he's like, anybody want, "Yeah, anybody want to fight the Wolverine? I think they call him that." Yeah. Know? And um, he, he's just he his shirt off, you know, and uh, you know like, that's how you get the ladies in there. He's got the Wolverine with the shirt off. And uh, he's he's standing in the corner, and he's kind of like you know Biden's time as Hamlin's head, just like not even paying attention to anybody. And then the person would come in, and he would just swing and smash them in the head and knock them out because the drunk people, oh, I'll fire him because I'll fire him for a dollar or whatever, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever they were they, offering like, a, purse, us, you yeah, know, a purse, yeah, Like and people were betting against so him. So I'll, I'll put my money in the purse, and then he bam, knock him out because everybody doesn't understand that he has the uh, adamant- adamantium. Yeah, he doesn't
0: He doesn't even have to. He doesn't have to kill you. He doesn't have to to knife you with his claws. He can just just his, hitting you with his skeleton is like it's like it, a sledgehammer, it, yeah. to the
1: face. So that's what happens. But this it reminded me this scene where he's fighting because he's in the he's in kind of like a, a sumo ring. It's a, it's a bar, but yeah. they have the open floor like a ballroom floor. And he's like talking about how he's going to take him. He's like, oh, the good big guy's full of confidence, but he doesn't because I'm a small runt. But he doesn't understand. I got leverage, and he flips him and he throws mm. him through the window. And uh so I just I when I read that part of the comic, yeah that's what it instantly reminded me of the movie and I was like, oh yeah, maybe they maybe they were using that a little bit uh, in in the movie, yeah, not so much in the Wolverine movie, but in the uh, X-Men movie that came out in 99 uh now he goes outside to check on the sumo guy and the sumo guy's okay he's not dead. Uh, he just injured his himself and maybe his pride a little bit yes when outside is the um the cia guy i don't we we forgot his name yeah, i read it from the comic yeah, but he's the uh the because he's, he's his handler his old handler yeah one of his own uh, handler and compatriots and he he talked to him earlier in the comic saying we need your help he says i can't help you you're gonna have to do it without me now he's back in he's like we really need your help yeah you're familiar with the people who we're going to be fighting against at Senjin. You know, we need to, uh, he's going to try to overthrow the throne. You've got to help us. Forget it, boss. Get out of my face. Hey, I'm drunk. Get out of here, bub. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here, bub. I'm drinking. Um, I'm having a sip. And so he turns him down again, the second turndown. And he's like, I just want to be lost. And then this is where Yuriko doesn't like to see him like this. And shall she takes him out of the bar and, she takes him to kind of see the sights and that's where they get to the, the, the train. Yeah.
0: because she's trying to drag him out of his, out of his despondency and his sadness because her whole thing is like, look, you're kindred spirit, spirit, you're the, you're, you're a warrior and the, the warrior embraces all parts of himself, including the animalistic and the, and the avatistic. Mm-hmm. And even like you, you think you're a throwback. You think you're not even, you know, like you're separate from humans, but you, because you are, are because of who you because of not who you are but because of what you are right and that's you know and she's trying to remind him that this is like this is still a great this is still a great life you know
1: and so she starts falling in love with him and the reason why she took him on this caper was not only to um get him kind of in in the eyes of uh, marco's eyes to like finally say get rid of him now she's like i am in love with the wolverine now he's going to be my man
0: right and and this was a way for her this was a way to 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 um sever his, you know sever his connections emotionally to you know and and put him in a position of
1: weakness where he, she could prey on him right and um, so she's trying to make him see that and so it, the, the kind of middle part of the issue is her trying to convince him that you're a warrior i'm a warrior warriors should be together we are the perfect couple you should love me and and uh, and he, <laughs> I love this part. So there, are, after the train station, more hands come to kill yep. them, and so they fight and they, this. And, they, and Wolverine's still kind of drunk, but he gets punched out, and so Yuriko dispatches all the hand, and she kind of like Wolverine. What do you say? You know, we're gonna be together, right? And he's kind of coming through, and he's like, Arico, yeah, Marco. And as he smacks him and kicks him in the face or something like that. Yeah. He, like just totally lays him out. And she's like, "Frig you!" She, so now she's like, she's heated, and she's she was supposed to kill him, but she fell in love with him. But now she really is like, I think I'm going to kill him. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: so. If, look, if if she if he if he can't get over this this girl, you know, it's like you know, what the hell,
1: right? So I was like, I can't get it through to him. It's like he doesn't deserve to, to breathe the air. So um, she she runs off. She goes to his apartment, yep. and she's going to be like. I'm just going to lay here, and um, I also get a, have to get away from the hand, too, because I can't be out in the open because yeah. the hand will attack me again.
0: I'm starting to—I'm killing—I've got a body count that's now, like, putting me on the, on their hit list.
1: Right. And so she's pretty much turned trade against Senjin, so she's publicly enemy number two right behind Wolverine. Um, So she's waiting in the apartment, and she hears the door open, and she doesn't know—she's in the dark. And yeah. she doesn't know if it's the hand or if it's Wolverine. But she assumes it's the hand, so she begins attacking. That's where it kind of fades to black. You don't know what happened. Now Wolverine wakes up from the kick to the face. Yeah. He doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know where Yuriko is. He's still despondent about everything. So he figures, I'm just going to go back to my apartment. I think he's even contemplating, like, leaving. Yeah. Leaving Japan altogether. There's
0: nothing I can do here.
1: Nothing for me. So he goes back to his apartment. Finds out somebody was murdered in his apartment. Do you remember who it was?
0: It was um, was it? I'm spacing. Was it? Was it uh, Marco's husband?
1: No, no. It was the uh the CIA oh, guy a, oh, that we right. can't remember his name. He comes to Wolverine try, to for right. him to try to come sorry. through and, and find finds uh, Yuriko instead. He was tr- he struck out. He literally struck out three times. That, that's sorry, the, th- the third time was the uh, the final strike for him. And so and he can see like Wolverine's like, oh. It's like, that's my friend. And this is Yuriko. I can see by the blades the way it was cut. Right. She did it. I am going to totally kill her now. And, you know.
0: So, and, you know, that so, job that I should have done, like, you know, like a, how many, like two issues ago, you know, I, when he said, hey, you know, there's a power, there's a danger to the throne.
1: Yep. I probably should
0: have listened at that point. Right. <laughs>
1: and so he goes to chase after her. Um, while chasing her, the hand chasing him. This is kind of getting towards the end of the third issue. Yeah. They, there's a standoff. He, they have to fight the Hand in order to, for them both to survive. She explains that she thought it was the Hand. She didn't purposely want to kill a friend of yours. And he lets her live. Um, but now he's like, okay. she, she And she um, tells him, I've been working for S- Senjin the whole time. But I didn't want to betray you, and I fell in love with you, and that's the reason why. Okay. you're Senjin, you're now my public enemy number one.
0: We have to resolve this. We
1: have to resolve it. So she goes to attack him. Um, So this now we're into the fourth issue. And he figures the whole fourth issue is about um, he knows I can't battle him one on one because that would just be pointless. But where does it hurt him the most if I take down his drug cartel that he has? That's how how he has his money and power. Right. So he, starts, the opium. Yeah, the, so he starts taking down all the drug trades and becoming a thorn in his side. And I guess it doesn't say how long he's been doing it, but maybe a couple of weeks. He's there in Japan.
0: Yeah, he's dismantling. He's Dism- dismantling the his, infrastructure, yeah.
1: of the, the drug trade. And uh, so he finally gets to S- S- Senjin. And um, there's this I, I'm, I'm condensing it now. I, I, like, I'm not going to spread. I'm condensing the story right. now because this is how it all plays down. The first time he fought Senjin, he was poisoned, so he lost because he was... But now he's not poisoned. Yuriko's not going to come in and try to attack him. Um, he... I forget how the husband dies, but Mariko's husband gets killed. And maybe it's by accident or Senjin does it by on purpose or something like that. But uh, the, Mariko's husband, who was, you know, nobody wanted him in the right. picture anyway, he gets killed. Uh, Senjin, I'm trying to... So he fights Senjin and... um, Oh, no, no. So it looks like Mariko is going to be killed. I think that he... I think this is a... I'm, you know, I've got the comic right there. I'm not referencing it, but I was going to say, but but, and you're not helping by not. I'm by sorry, in the I'm like, sorry.
0: <laughs> I didn't want, I don't want to step in, you know. No, step. go ahead. No, what, I'm, because I'm like, I'm in like that's, I'm, I just remember how it ends, and I'm not, and I, am not exactly sure. This is one of those, one of those bad moments in comics, misremembered history, where we're like, where we're both at the same point, where like.
1: So I think, I think how it goes is, he, Senjin sends the hand, and he even wants to kill his is right. his daughter Mariko. The hand kills his son-in-law. Yep. Um, Mariko gets spared because uh, Yuriko falls yep. and shows up and kills, and, and Wolverine seizes. Right. And he says, I saved her. And then you think he, she's going to kill Mariko because, you know, he personally, right. that was going to be her revenge. But she cuts, like, some, his her yeah, robe or something. Yeah.
0: And there uh... you And gives it, and then that's, and that's the ritual challenge, that's the the start of the ritual challenge between him and and Shenzhen. Shenzhen.
1: And then there's the battle of Shenzhen. And then, of course, guess what happens, folks? Shockingly enough. Wolverine, fully powered, kills Shenzhen. Right. Uh, And that's the end. And there's a, there's
0: that whole, there's a, there's a thing where he's like, you know, he's like, he's trying to decide what to, you know, he's trying to decide what to do. He's like, I can't, I can't hate her enough, you know, with, with, uh, I can't hate Yuriko, I can't hate her enough, but I can't thank her enough for saving Mariko. Right. So, you know, so she goes, so she he, she gets to live, even though he's, you know, even though she's betrayed him technically, he, but she's saved him so many times
1: at this point, you know, he's like, I'm just, you know, just this is just it. And the and Mariko basically tells Wolverine that this is the perfect ending because if Wolverine died um, and he senjin lived she, i think she would have had to kill herself because yes. of honor if um wolverine didn't kill senjin and bested him she would have had to kill herself because of honor it, it, it's kind of like she had to kill herself in every other situation uh but as long as wolverine kills her father this is this because now she regains honor or something it's yeah built.
0: because because it makes sense when you read it well because okay so because the whole thing is that Mar- i, I remember because this, uh, this part i do remember. Mariko becomes aware of the fact that his her her father's dishonoring the clan, mm-hmm. um, the the Yishida clan, and then and at that point, that's when she, that's when he's like, oh crud! She knows that means that she has to die. So by 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 Wolverine, you know, the outsider killing Shenyin, it allows you know, and it allows you know, the debt. There's no there's no life debt. That she has to feel like she, she regains honor. Yeah, she regains that win. The family gets from the, the 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 purge. You know, the the stain has been purged. She doesn't. You know, she can. She doesn't have to mourn her father. Her father was dishonorable. She gets to live. Everybody, everybody wins, and is and and can walk away happy. Yeah, except so, for Yuriko, who's like,
1: and I still love him. Who's still like, you I know, still love him. Everybody hates me. Um, so that's how the series except ends. storm. Well, the, this we're going out of the series now. Yes, so the series ends. And if you, if you just read the series, you don't, you don't have to read what goes on after it to enjoy it. But the version of the uh, trade that we got to read uh, includes uh, X-Men 172 and 73, I yes. believe. And then this is kind of the continuation. So it must have came, come out like uh, maybe a few months after the end of the Wolverine series. And you, uh, Wolverine's inviting all of his former X-Men pals right. to Japan. Going to be For the wedding. marriage. There's going to be a wedding.
0: Hey, fuzzy elf, bring the beer.
1: Bring the beer and and cigars. Um, Bub. Bub. Uh, and, yeah, and that's what happens. They they come on over. Uh, he explains, you know, we're going to be married. And, and he's kind of like, well, oh, I haven't really seen you like this before. We're so happy. And, you know, and he's happy because... You know, he was always in that love triangle with Scott and Jean. Jean died. Right. Then there's this mysterious woman who Madeline Pryor shows up who looks mysteriously a lot like Jean. And Scott's in a deep relationship with her. Um, Mariko is uh, his like uh, relationship. So they're both happy couples at this point. And um, Storm starts exploring Japan. She finds uh, Yuriko. Right.
0: And, and she's immediately enamored of of Yuriko because you know she's this you know she's this wild force of nature. She's you know she's free in a way that Storm isn't. A Yukio, I keep a yukio. calling
1: you. Know what? I was calling her Yuriko because I'm thinking of Dirty Pear. And uh, <laughs> and, yes. uh, and
0: you know what? I didn't stop and I and I joined you. I'm so I'm so
1: ashamed. And but a uh, uh, Yukio, I was like I kept on saying it. I was like last time I said it, I was like that's not her name. Why does he keep letting me call it? But and then uh, but Yukio. Uh, okay, we fixed our we fixed that part. I said Yukio at the beginning too. I don't know where the R came.
0: In. I. You know what? I, I didn't even I didn't even dawn on me because it's just it's such a natural flow for that name.
1: But Yukio but <laughs> and um, the storm meets Yukio. She explains like you know um, I'm trying to protect Wolverine. The hand still out there. They fight the hand. Yeah, they I do, believe. and yeah. they
0: and uh, and. Uh, it's funny because this is where Storm actually changes her look. Yeah. And, you know, because before she is sort of, you know, she had been sort of that, you know, she had been the sort of she had been the goddess. You know, she had the, you know, like this really, you know, these really kind of. And then well, she, she comes, she's still the goddess. It, it, no, it no. But it. I mean, like she was like, you know, formal, you know, mu- you know, more, you know, more. And she comes back like this punk rock. You no, know. Th-
1: this happens. That happens way in the future, like maybe a year in the future.
0: What for her? No, for because,
1: her to have the punk. Yeah, go ahead and take a look. She's still the 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 long flowing no, but, mane, the the leather straps, um, leather wings, leather bikini piece. No, because she
0: shows up. She shows up in and uh, Kitty Pry- in in the outfit. Let me see. Give yeah. me. She shows up in her punk, you know, in her punk outfit, and and Kitty Pride freaks out.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about when she's um, right at the beginning of the story. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Right, but no, but, cha- but change not, it. But change. But go no, back yeah, to the no, end. But, of it. but that's at the very end when something else happens. Right. This. This is what you're referring to doesn't happen in 172 and 173. This happens. Yeah, that that happens in 173. No, no, no. This is the okay. What I'm trying to show John is this is 173, and then this is a prelude from a, 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 a an issue later and then it has um uh, no that's b- the end
0: of 173 right where where is he, where she where she cancels the wedding so that so she does she changed her look
1: she changes her look in 173 how the hell did they do that because it's they're back-to-back issues and in 172 it's the traditional she, storm
0: right and then she gets and then she she leaves and she comes she's changed her look and she comes back and kitty pride freaks out like i said
1: yeah, but how did? Oh, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Wait, this is, can't be One, one seventy three. Yeah, it is one seventy three. Yeah. I I don't know why they did that.
0: So so yeah, so she changes her whole. That's the, that's part of, that's part of the reason why this is like so memorable to me because like I said, I had this was like this is my and my real entrance into like the X Men. And it's like you know, she, so I, you know she like went from one character to another, and I was like, well, what's the big deal? And apparently, you know, and then I was like, in going back retrospect,
1: I'm like, wow, that's a major change. Well, the the thing is, is that um, oh so, yeah, but how did she? This was this was so so there must have been some other issue where she got this punk rock look, and I'm trying to remember what was the issue, because I, I, Uncanny X Men there was no other uh, you know X Men books at yeah. the time, so there must have been some kind of uh, miniseries that was going on. Where she makes this change. Or, or, you know something? This change happens in a future issue, but it references it here first. So it's kind of like traveling back in time. Okay. So that's that's what, but it's the last page. She's yeah. the regular storm up until that one right. issue.
0: And it's, you know, but it, it's sort of like, if you've never, like, this, the reason, and the reason why I really loved it, it was this was, um, the seventy two and one seventy two and one seventy three are the issues where, like I said, um, Wolverine goes hunting um, this, you know, this this threat to to uh, miracle. and Maracle. and uh, he takes he takes Rogue with him, and this is the first, Rogue had just joined the team. She was a former member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. She's absorbed Carol Danvers' power. She's not sure. She's still like coming into terms with herself and her powers, and you know, being part of the X Men. And nobody, you know, people don't trust her because, you know, she had literally just erased a, another, a, an actual hero, you know, to gain her powers Yep. Um. by totally absorbing Carol Danvers's powers into her. Um. And there's, so there's this back and forth between the two of them as they're, you know, as they're hunting, you know, as they're, you know, as they're hunting this figure, this this shadowy figure, which is the Silver Samurai. The Silver Samurai, of course, is Shen, Shenjin's son, who half has, son, half son, who has uh, taken up, this this uh you know this mantle of the Avenger, and is the uh, is the threat for those you know in the sh- the the shadow over the marriage.
1: Well, the um the the silver samurai 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 the silver samurai. I, I Where's my notes? Um, I, was, I thought I wrote the uh his I can't uh I can't remember the silver samurai's uh, actual name, but it, it's um it, his last name is different. That it's not Yoshida. It's, it's something different because he's he's half-sister. His mother is um, a different person uh, than the Marikos. And so she... Because she's full-blooded, um, the Yoshida heir, she is basically in charge of this kind of drug empire that she's kind of trying to dismantle. And um, the Silver Samurai wants to kill her because once w- she's dead, he will be the next heir right. automatically. And... He's palling around with Viper, right? Who is um, part of Hydra, um, longtime member of Hydra at this point in comic book Marvel history in nineteen eighties. Uh, probably still, I think, whatever Hydra is at this yeah. point. Hydra's been kind of revamped many times, uh, but she, so she's working with him, and I guess you know. Criminal empire a foothold in Japan, Hydra getting resources. Right, the it, reestablishing
0: it makes, the, the reestablishing the axis.
1: Yeah, so it, it all makes sense um, in a way, and it, it's kind of like a super spy too, which was you yeah. Know, the James Bond was very popular. It, it's popular now, but very popular in the eighties. You know, yep. Roger Moore was doing those James Bond movies, so it all makes sense for this to happen. Um, she's still a target. Uh, there's, as you mentioned, Wolverine and Rogue go to take down the Silver Samurai
0: because because the Silver Samurai and and Viper have poisoned the X Men.
1: Yeah. When, and, yeah, yeah, that was the other and, part of it.
0: And because they had because they had uh, and basically incapacitated everybody but those two. Because I think
1: yeah, I think it was the Viper specifically yeah. who poisoned them, gave them food, and Wolverine tasted it and he tried to stop other people from eating it, but that was too late and they all got knocked. Yeah, out. Yeah, and
0: everybody, but and of course you know. Rogue with her with her Carol Danvers superpowers, and of course Wolverine with his healing factor was were, you know where they were the only two people who could, could who could go after him. Right. So they have their own, they have their adventures in in Japan, and uh, this is this is one of those things where I think those two like the, in particular those two issues and and especially the the way that it gets resolved because you know there's you know they they you know they they confront this they they confront the Silver Samurai, and um. You know you think everything's resolved and you know wolverine's finally going to get his happy ending you know in terms what? of he's finally yes he's finally his life is finally uh, he's finally put you know that whole part of him together he's been able to figure out you know he's no longer like the sort of this sort of tough the, the street thug the you know the sort of animalistic you know killer he's kind of you know he's he's embraced both sides of him There's that, um, I'm going to reference the Chris Claremont line where he talks about his room, you know, at the beginning. Oh,
1: when they were just, yeah, go listen to part one when, when... Wolverine is being described. Half of Clement.
0: Wolverine is this, you know, sort of like, you know, doesn't give a, doesn't give He's a, a guy's guy. you know, he just can you know, he could just, you know, things are just things. And you know, and he doesn't know. And then the other half of him is like impeccably ordered and this, you know, you know, incredibly beautiful and spiritual, you know, exactly. So there's these two sides of, of Wolverine that have always been at war with each other. And Mariko is the bridge between those two, between those two sides of Wolverine. And unfortunately for Wolverine, there's something, something happens and Mariko calls off the wedding
1: right so it, and it's funny how it ends too because it looks like she gets up to the altar it looks like they're about to be married mariko turns around says i'm sorry i'm calling this off you are not worthy and she leaves he basically tells you're not worthy yeah you like, like what <laughs> huh? and wolverine's like what the fuck and uh what do
0: i have to do to save you yeah, how know, many I, times i saved
1: ass so many times and i'm not worthy. so she leaves and uh you see the cuff of a uh longtime villain the uh, Mr. Mm, Mastermind mind. Mastermind who was a a big key player in the uh, Phoenix Saga that we we so if you want to know more about Mastermind go listen to our Phoenix Saga yes it was a whole bunch of stuff that we put in there especially like I loved how John Byrne char- like um made the uh Hellfire Club yes. characters t- after actors well-known yeah. actors at the time and I and I I was just like I think Mastermind um Oh, I can't remember the the actor's name, but if you if you go listen to our podcast and go to the web page, um, you know, just go to our website, type in the Phoenix Saga uh, in the search bar that's on our website. It'll pop up, and it, just look at the page. I put a lot yeah. of this stuff in the podcast on that page, and just reference it, especially like the pictures of the characters, like Sebastian Shaw. And yeah, like, Sebastian and Shaw, like the guy, you know, it's, like got, you know, it's like Quint
0: a, from Jaws, exactly. Which is which is so awesome.
1: <laughs> um, and Orson Welles was uh, Leland. Yep. I know that was the other character. Uh, yeah, so th- so that's all that. That's how it ends. The- this is the end of the Wolverine saga at this point, uh, uh, Marco in the Wolverine saga. And then um, there'll be some dealings later on, but M- Marco will eventually be murdered. Oh. I'm not going to spoil who murders and how it happens, but that's a very interesting story as well. Uh, so that's the end of the comic. Now let's kind of mirror. Like we got about 15 minutes left. We're going to talk about the movie a little sure. bit. So we, we did talk a lot about the movie when we were talking about the comic last week, and that's how we kind of get sidetracked. That's why I wanted to talk about the comic first. I knew if we did the movie, would make this like a three parter. But, but we're going to make this quick. So where we left off was it established the relationship of Wolverine to uh, the the Japanese characters that are in there. Right. So um, uh, Yukio um, Yukio gets Wolverine. Right, she sort brings of brings him to Japan. Introduced him to a character that's called Yoshida, yes. who is the grandfather character. He met Wolverine when he was a... Um, POW a in PO- Japan. No, no, no. When he was a Japanese soldier, not a POW. Well, Wolverine, Wolverine was, was a POW. POW. Yeah. And he 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 saved his life, and he's like, I'm going to give you a return. I'm dying. Uh, this is Yoshida. I'm dying. You have eternal life. I want eternal life, and I want to give you an ordinary life because that's what you want, because you're having these nightmares and of living lives over and over again. So Wolverine's like, oh, let me think about it. Um, you you meet uh, Senjin, the you know father, the mm-hmm. son of uh, Yoshida. Uh, you meet Mariko. They have uh, like a tiff. Uh, yeah. You don't know really what it is, but it's something to do with honor. Uh, Yukio is not um, uh, kind of a nameless assassin. She's kind of like a surrogate sister to Mariko in the, yeah, in the she's, movie.
0: She's a house retainer. She's you know she's you know she's. Um, She's special to Shenjin and, you know, and the, and the family. No, to Sh- Yoshida and the Sh- family. Yeah. Because they found, her as a, they found her as an orphan and took her in. So
1: what happens is um, the, the tiff between the father, Shenjin, and Mariko, where Mariko was going to kill herself, and Wolverine doesn't understand why she was going to do that, is Yoshida willed all of his b- belongings. He was a really rich man. Yes, like he wasn't a crime boss. He was just he made all his money. From yeah, he was corporate investment. Yeah, he was
0: he was the um he was like the Sony of you know or the you know the yeah
1: whatever you whatever the big whatever kid, yeah. the, the Amazon now you know yeah and so he wills it to Mariko. If I should die, uh, Mariko, you're getting all my money. And of course Shinjin expects he was going to get because he's first son, right? Right. But so he slaps her in the face it's like
0: you gave it to my granddaughter.
1: Yeah, you jerk. So, what happens is um, the next day you find Yoshida, the grandfather, passes away. So, there's like, oh, well, she gets all the power now. So, there's going to be the traditional um, Japanese funeral. Uh, They give, there's a reference to a silver samurai because that's like the family crescent or something like that. Yeah. It it, it plays, I mean, I like the way that they introduce this character. Yeah, he's
0: the the silver samurai is the, is the, um, is the, is the. After clan, Life War. clan guardian yeah yeah the
1: sort of the the spiritual the spiritual uh symbol of the clan right and um mariko is married to uh, the the character's name um uh, Noboru, uh, hideki and in this case he's a he's a he's, you know, a, he's like the ch- police chief yeah he's like you know yeah the, the top cop yeah so he's not a, he's not a um mob boss but he's he's kind of like yeah he's like the chief of police whatever the japanese police is and um, at the funeral, uh, Yakuza try to kill Mariko. And Wolverine kind of susses this out. And he protects her and he starts battling the the um, Yakuza because he recognizes the tattoos. Yeah, He sees that one of the priests has tattoos. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, ah, it's Yakuza. So he understands that she's got the power. Or eventually she will tell him what right. happened. And um, But his priority is... Uh, you're an innocent in this. That you know you shouldn't be. Your father shouldn't kill you in order to make money. Right. So I'm going to to protect you. He's like, um, let's get out of here. She's like, I can protect myself. I don't need an outsider. And he's like, Oh, hey, listen to me. I you don't know me, but I'm gonna I'm a good guy. We're gonna protect you. Yeah.
0: And if you and if you don't listen to me, you're gonna be dead because right. these people that these people that are after you aren't effing around. Now, of course, the 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 wrinkle in all of this is that um viper has infected you know has gotten you know wolverine and you know and um
1: she was he was asleep the night before right. uh yoshida passes and he's and there's a so she's not called the viper right at the beginning of the movie she's a, but he, she, she she's uh a, something green yeah she's uh, like a doctor sharon green or something like that yeah. which was i thought was funny was a good cue because or tip of the hat i should say because um the Viper, the character in Marvel, she's all green. She's got green hair. green. So she was just called Dr. Green. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I like that. And um, so she does something, the Wolverine, that poisons him, poisons him, as you mentioned. Yep. And he's kind of like his, his healing factor is not quite working the way it should be. And I think that was part of Yoshida's plan is to do something with his healing factor to kind of re- retard it.
0: Yeah, it was to suppress it so that he could remove it.
1: Right. And um, so... He doesn't know this. Like he he has a, he thinks it was a dream and he's fighting he's fighting the the yakuza and they're shooting him and he's like, "Ah, I really f- starting to feel this. Like normally the bullet holes would peel up but they're kind of like still dripping blood." Yeah. Like what the, what's going on here? So, uh, what, he um gets Mariko, he gets her out of the city, he gets her onto the bullet train. And they they have now, the... I, I bring the, I want to bring this up cuz I want to talk about it for a little bit. Okay, good. The bullet train is probably the stupidest part of the whole movie. Yeah, I, I I again, I like the movie. The movie is really good. The movie does a really good job about trying to take yeah. all the, the touch points of the comic and put it into the movie. But this bullet train scene, man, this is just like over the top ludicrous. It's it's stupid. It's silly fun. Um, I I like it, but I don't like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ambivalent like,
0: about it. They're like, OK, so what we're going to do is we're going to have Wolverine square off with like these assassins. And we're going to have them go like 165 miles an hour. And we're going to have them, you know, have to dodge obstacles and and tunnels and, you know, all this stuff. So what happens is
1: is that they're on the train. They're going to a place where she feels that nobody's going to follow them. But the Yakuza got on the train and they start having a fight in between train cars. And Wolverine's, of course, claws can cut through anything. So he cuts through the wall of this bullet train and it makes a a, kind of a... Depressurizes it. Yeah, it depressurizes it. It makes it um, an aperture that the guys can fly through, and uh, and so the yakuza start flying. But instead of like flying, because it's going so fast, they fly up on top of the train. Yeah. I don't know if that is uh, physical, or if, you know, in physics is that's a thing. Like the aerodynamics will make the people go up on top of the train instead of just flying out. <laughs> like yeah, I guess it's I guess if I it's threw like... you out of a car, you wouldn't go flying on top of a car. Yeah,
0: it's. I think it's. I think it's because it's got you know, it's it's moving.
1: I don't, that's why I, don't I say it's the it's, it's it's like, stupidest part. It's
0: bullshit, bullshit but physics. It,
1: it's, the whole purpose of, of this is Wolverine gets pushed out by another Yakuza and then he gets thrown up. So there's like two or three Yakuza guys on top of the train. And the the what they have to do is there are train overpasses and either they're too tall or too short. So you either have to duck down and lay on all fours. Like you know, uh, belly yep. belly to the train, or you have to jump real high to jump. It's almost like a video game. It's like oh, it's almost it's, like they're playing Frogger. Yeah, exactly. It's like jump up, jump up. So they're they're battling. They're on top of a speeding train. Now I understand the momentum of the train. They they take the momentum of the train, so that's why they're not flying off. But the Wolverine has his claws that he's using one hand to claw himself in place, so he's right. not he's not really flying off the train. The you cool as a guy has a knife. I'm like okay. Wolverine has adamantium claws that can claw in place. He has a knife, but made yeah. out of steel. Not right. a, but somehow you can smash it through. What kind of paper train is? I was
0: this? gonna say, considering that this thing is designed to go 165 miles an hour, right?
1: Yes, it's, it's like so. This this is the silliest part of the movie. I it's I like it, but again, it, it's stupid. It kind of it, it interrupts the flow of the whole movie, but it's it, it's it's, a, it's a kind of like a mild amusement. Now they get off the train. Let me. I'm gonna get. Let me get off the train. They get off the train. They get to this hide spot, and this is where Mariko and Wolverine start forming a bond, a relationship yes. bond. She sees that he's having these night terrors. He's dreaming about Jean. Jean's dead in the movies. Jean's dead, and um, she kind of relates to him, and so they start forming um, like a, a love. Yes, a romantic, a, a romantic feelings uh, feelings for each other, and and. Just when um, Wolverine thinks he's going to turn the page and like you know this is going to be my new love of my life, uh, the Yakuza find them and they sh- take Mariko away, and then he meets uh, Yukio, and they go on to find Mariko's husband who's been cheating on her the whole time. Yeah, he's
0: the slime ball because he's been working for he's been working for uh, Yashida. And yeah, because
1: he went, he was in it for the money, too. Shenzhen, because yeah. uh,
0: because Shenjin got uh, got him compromised and had and had Mariko married married to him, you know, sort of to you know so that he can use his you know his ability to um, have the whole ninja army, the dark army there, you know, under his control. Right. You know, whereas Yoshida has
1: an entirely different plan. Right, and I, we're kind of running out of time at this point. We only have like about four more minutes left. But just to speed things up, um, eventually, the Wolverine miracle gets captured. She gets t- taken to the the childhood place of uh, Yashida, the grandfather yes, character, the 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 the, the, new, the the new castle, the new castle. So Wolverine doesn't get there, and there's a scene where the hand. Um, who's also working for yoshida is, is trying to take down wolverine so this is a great scene where all these ninjas are fighting it's wolverine
0: amazing this is the best part of them this is the best part of the movie as yeah. far as i'm concerned because they do the whole thing with like you know putting bolts into him and tying trying to tie him down and he's like fighting through this you know
1: and and they're purposely doing this and also wolverine has gained his uh healing back you know i won't talk about that point yeah. too much but he's getting his heal- healing uh, back and he's taken this the final battle scene he gets into the castle he you know it's revealed that dr green is this character called the viper it makes sense there's a giant silver samurai robe what looks like a robot and you're like well what is it and then you it gets revealed that this is yashida yashida didn't die right he got his body transferred into this kind of cyborg machine and that the cyborg can drill into wolverine and extract st- the healing essence. Yeah, healing essence. Um, Drink the gifting essence. Get the essences. Yes, <laughs> essences. And uh, so that, that's that's what happens. And uh, of course, it falls all falls apart. Um, Marco sees that. Uh, it's her grandfather but the grandfather's killing Wolverine and she he, you know she loves Wolverine so she stabs him in picks the Pick's up one of his claws that has yeah.
0: that, that, that has been severed and like by the what, silver what samurai Wolverine's, yeah because yeah. right,
1: because he has the sword that can cut through his uh, adamantium and cuts his claws, right? Yeah,
0: so he picks up and the, and the only thing and throws the only thing that could possibly hurt him at him, you know, at Yoshida,
1: at her own father and kills him. Right. Headshot. Clean. Bam right into his head. And then that's uh, how the movie ends. But and we, we kind of rushed through that. But if you watch, read the comic. Yes. Go read the comic. Go watch the movie again. You, and, and, uh, you know, I heard from people when we did the first part, there's people on the Facebook group, you know, friends of ours, of course. Yeah. On the Facebook group saying, oh, the Wolverine is a terrible movie. It's terrible. And I'm like, I don't know if you're thinking about the first movie, but the second movie was really good. And if you think it's terrible, go read the Wolverine comic, go watch the movie, right. and you're going to see how good it is exactly it's and better than you remember
0: this may be one of those cases where your memory has done has done a disservice to you because it, it, by by giving it new information you'll have an, an appreciation for the movie that you wouldn't have which is why we do this podcast right so that we can give you information so that when you engage in me, in in medium be it like comics or or you know or or movies or whatever or even tv you will be informed so that you can have a, an appreciation and an enjoyment of it that you would otherwise miss.
1: Exactly. And and so that is the end of the podcast. So you've listened to our two-part Wolverine review, comic Wolverine, and also The Wolverine Movie review. Yes. We like both of these things. Um, we both would say highly recommend reading and watching yes. uh, both things. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much, uh, unless there's anything else you would like to add? No,
0: thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time as always.
1: All right. Yeah. And I, and I too, thank you for your time. And next week, we're going to not going to be talking about the Wolverine. We're going to be talking about something totally different. What's it going to be? Hey, we'll go to comics, sign up, get our links to our uh, social media because I'll tease it in the social media. Uh, Cause we have links to uh, Twitter and Facebook. As I mentioned, you can yell, us, yell at us on Facebook. You can yell at us on Twitter if you want, saying how terrible, wrong we are about the movie. And we're gonna, and I'll tell you, you're wrong. That's right. You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. And uh, that's the Billy Madison. I mean, the uh, happy... No, no, that's the Waterboy reference. I was going to say. But go to comicsmisremember.com. Um, that's where you can sign up for all of our podcasts. And we recommend go listen to all other things. If there's a favorite comment that you like, Type it in the search engine. We probably already talked about it. We've done 269 of these already, Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that we covered in the previous podcast. Uh, Check it out. We we review movies, we review comics, and uh, anything comic related. We even did video games. uh, We've done
0: if it's pop culture involving comics, we've in some way, shape, or form we've we've probably had a discussion about it.
1: Exactly. So uh, we thank you for listening to us this week, and we hope you join us next week.